You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production, enhancing your Philly sports experience. What's going on, Eagles Nation, and welcome to Lotus Birds Banter. It's Matt and Logan here once again, enhancing your Eagles fan experience and keeping you up to date on all things Eagles. As Logan and I are recording this episode, it's Friday afternoon, and although the team has the day off, we have seen several practices so far. Wentz is throwing deep balls to Deshaun Jackson. Sidney Jones is shining on the defense. Logan, how do you feel about this team so far? I'm feeling pretty good. There is a lot to be excited about, as you said. Carson Wentz is looking great. Sidney Jones uh, seems primed to have a breakout season. There's a lot of guys that are really stepping up, making a case for themselves, whether it's to start or to make the team uh, just to make the 53-man roster. So um, all around, this team's looking pretty good so far. It's obviously early on. I want to see how some of these younger players do in the preseason games to make sure they can stay healthy. But um, so far right now, they're definitely looking good. A lot to be excited about. And um, I'm sure the coaching staff feels great about where they are right now as well. Yeah, definitely. The Eagles have been a lot of uh, hype this offseason so far, and it seems like they're living up to it so far. Um, a lot of guys stepping up and performing better than they expected. So uh, it's really great to see all this coming together. And one of the biggest strengths to this team is the talented depth across the board. Their depth of positions such as the offensive line as a whole, running back, wide receiver, defensive tackle, and cornerback has them set up for a Super Bowl run and prepared for any setback along the way. And just when you think it's over, the roster is polished. Uh, Howie Roseman signs to Jonathan Cyprian, a safety who previously spent time with the Jaguars and the Titans most previously. And we'll get into what this means for the team. But first of all, Logan brought up something really interesting to us. Um, Although he missed the entire 2018 season with a torn ACL, um, in the previous years, he's proved himself as a very versatile defender and uh, sort of like Malcolm Jenkins, the way he plays different positions. So, Logan, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, as you said, Cyprian's a lot like Malcolm Jenkins. Uh, so in 2016, he recorded a career-high 126 tackles, which for a safety, that's pretty high. Malcolm Jenkins has never had that many. And in that season, he played at um, four positions. He played 38% of snaps at linebacker, similar to Malcolm Jenkins, who played 40% there last season, then 24 or 27% of snaps at cornerback. 24% at safety. He even played 11% of snaps at defensive end, which, I mean, just that versatility alone, That there's a lot to be excited about there. Um, with Cyprian, it's kind of a move. It's a low-risk option, but there's certainly some reward there. Um, I don't know if he's a lock to make the team, but just because he's coming off the ACL, but he's definitely able to do a lot. He's very versatile, and we know how much the Eagles like versatile players in that defense. So um, he definitely provides some stuff that they're looking for, but remains to be seen just how legit this move will be um, over time. Yeah, definitely. The Eagles definitely have a lot of um, versatility in their defensive backfield now. They got Malcolm Jenkins and Jonathan Cyprian if he makes a team, but also Vontae Maddox. Um, you know, a lot of fans are calling for players like Rasul Douglas and Jalen Mills to make a switch to a safety eventually. Obviously, the team isn't very high on that because um, the secondary last year started to get depleted and they never even did that. So, I mean, they still have the attributes to do that if possible. So if injuries occur, the Eagles are really set up for 
not a lot of setbacks in the secondary because of their depth and their versatility. So it's great to see. And uh, one thing I want to point out was Jonathan Cyprian was the 33rd overall pick in 2013. So he was almost a first rounder. They're getting a, a great talent here. Um, and when he has played, he hasn't been, you know, fantastic, but he's one of the better starters in the league. Um, he's definitely has the big setback with the ACL tear, but I believe he can um, still play at a high level and he's going to give a lot of these younger guys like uh, DeAndre Hall and Trey Sullivan a run for their money to make the roster spot because it was already kind of cloudy for them. But now with uh, a proven starter coming in, you don't know what what's going to um, be the outcome for those players. Yeah, you mentioned the ACL and prior to that injury, he, he was a pretty durable player. He only missed four games over the four prior season t- seasons to that. So it's not like he's this guy who's always getting hurt, always having trouble with injuries. It's kind of just an isolated injury. And um, obviously players sometimes have more flare-ups once they suffer a big injury like a torn ACL. But that because Cyprian uh, got injured so early on last season, he, it's been a full year now since he tore his ACL. So that's not even a concern for him anymore. He should be 100%. Obviously the signing is pending a physical, so they're going to make sure that uh, his knee is in good shape. But um, bringing in Cyprian, if he's able to do what he's able to, capable of doing um he could give guys like you said Trey Sullivan run for his money even with Andrew Sandejo because as we've mentioned in previous podcasts uh, Sandejo if he makes a team he could cost the Eagles a fourth round pick and a, a compensatory pick we know how much Harry Rosen loves those picks so um if um Sandejo struggles and Cyprian plays pretty well that could be a situation where Sandejo ends up getting cut to save the pick and then they still have a player kind of similar talent with Cyprian um the only difference is Cyprian's more of a uh, hard hitter plays better against the run where Sandejo is more of a ball hawk but um I'm sure the Eagles will find a way to figure out what's best for them but it's definitely a very interesting signing yeah I was very surprised I mean they brought him in for a workout a couple weeks back but that was right after Malcolm Jenkins started his holdout um it was kind of like them just doing their due diligence and kind of preparing for the worst that's all I expected and then they came out of nowhere with the signing um it's definitely surprising, but yeah, you bring up a good point with Andrew Sandejo. If they do cut him, they will probably get a fourth-round pick out of it, um, which is very valuable to the team. But I've seen a lot of great things said about Andrew Sandejo so far in camp, and I think he's too skilled of a player to walk away from just because of a, a pick. You know, fourth-round picks are um, not the safest. Yeah, you might get a guy like Avante Maddox, but you might miss and get a guy like Donnell Pumphrey. So. Um, it's never proven. You don't know if you want to walk away from an added uh, piece in the defensive backfield with the guy like Andrew Sandejo just for a risk for the upcoming year. Um, but I did see a piece on NFL.com that said that Sandejo um, struggled a little bit filling McLeod's role, um, which is kind of surprising because I, I've seen nothing but great things said about him so far um, in training camp. But I can imagine that it would be different for him to step into a route like a role like McLeod um, because he's a unique, unique safety. Um, I was assuming that he'd be a lock to make the roster, but now with Cyprian coming in and younger guys like Blake Countess and uh, Trey Sullivan, it's a little cloudy now. And um, I'm really curious to see what they're going to do and how these guys perform in the preseason. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up McLeod actually, because I saw some people wondering if um the uh, Cyprian signing was kind of indicative of what's going on with Rodney, Rodney McLeod and that knee. So um, the signing, it really doesn't have anything to do with the health of Rodney McLeod. He's almost a year um, post that torn ACL and MCL from last September. And um, 
he's been participating in seven on sevens. Uh, obviously, he hasn't made it to full eleven on elevens, but he hopes to play in. I think it was preseason week three. That's his goal to play in. So he's pretty close to being there. So signing Cyprian's not kind of a sign saying, "Oh, Ronnie McLeod's knee is an issue." It's it, he's getting there, and just because it's so early on at training camp, they're protecting him. They haven't fully cleared him yet. I'm sure if this were week one, he would be on the field ready to go. But so yeah, with Cyprian, uh, it's not anything to do with um, McLeod. And then another thing too about Cyprian, I kind of wonder if the Eagles might consider using him more at linebacker and um switching him there because I wrote a piece on this back in, I think, April. Um, so the Eagles can save that fourth-round pick by either cutting Sandejo or LJ Fort, who's a linebacker. So say Fort struggles as well, maybe Cyprian slides in and takes his spot. So there's a lot of options here for Cyprian. Yeah, and his versatility might be used on special teams. Like, he definitely has a uh, place on this defense, no matter where it is. Um, and, it, like, special teams, like I just mentioned, like, he definitely has a role in this defense. It's just a matter of, if he's going to outperform other guys that are similar um, because there's a lot of versatility. There's a lot of guys that want to play. Um, but nonetheless, it's a great veteran presence because the safety position um, is filled with a lot of younger guys. Like I said, like Trey Sullivan, DeAndre Hall, but obviously you do have the veteran presence with Malcolm Jenkins and Andrew Sandejo, but you can never have enough leaders. You know, these guys in Philadelphia are great leaders. They're not selfish. So bringing another guy that they trust um, is going to be good for the locker room and for good uh, guys to develop um, the secondary, even cornerback linebacker, because he has that experience. But uh, one thing to note, this is a one-year deal. And um, I find the safety position interesting for the Eagles because Rodney McLeod is on his last year of the deal. Andrew Sandejo and Jonathan Cyprian are on one-year deals. Malcolm Jenkins is getting up there in age. He wants his uh, contract restructured. I think he has two or three more years left on it, but um, he's definitely getting up there. And uh, all of a sudden, this deep group right now is going to dwindle pretty fast. So if he makes the roster, I wouldn't rule out him re-signing next offseason or even mid-season because, like I mentioned, he was just drafted into the league in 2013. He's still a pretty young player. And um, if he can uh, prove that he has a role in this defense, they might try to use this one-year deal as a prove-it deal to come back for a longer term and fill in a role like Malcolm Jenkins because he's going to have a lot left in the tank than Jenkins in the long run. Yeah, Cyprian's only 29 years old, so he's definitely not pushing a crazy age or anything where he only has a few years left in the tank. And um, This kind of reminds me of what we talked about a few weeks ago or in our most latest podcast about the cornerback position where they're really the Eagles are kind of setting themselves up to have this giant competition throughout the entire season season as kind of an audition to be on the team long-term. So you have all these guys at cornerback and then at safety on these short-term deals, all fighting to prove their worth, prove why they should be on the team for the future. And um, that I said this before and I'll say it again. It's a great kind of thing to have going on because you, you want to have guys being competitive, not only against other teams, but proving why they're better than players on their own team. Obviously they all have the same goal of winning a Super Bowl, but also, it's more than it's more than just this one year. You want to be good for years to come. So, like you said, with McLeod, Sandejo, and um, Cyprian, there's a lot of competition there, and um, a lot for those guys to prove. So it'll be um, definitely even more competition to a very competitive group. There's a ton of uh, competitions going on, so um, it's definitely just a great dynamic to have. Yeah, it's a lot of competition going on, and um, as we know, Harry Roseman doesn't look at the upcoming year. He's looking at you know three years down the road. Uh, he wants to make sure that this team isn't set up for short-term success. He wants to create this dynasty, as we've seen with um, big names being locked in 
for years to come. And uh, he's really picking who he wants to stay with the cornerback and safety position, like you just mentioned, because a lot of them are in contract years or just on a short-term deal. And um, they're going to have a lot of options to pick from this upcoming offseason. Guys might outplay their price range because the Eagles don't really value like a um, big playmaker on defense. They like to switch their guys around. But, um, you know, the options are definitely going to be out there for them. And it's going to set themselves up greatly um, as a competitive standpoint and financially. Yeah, and even in the event that Cyprian doesn't make the roster, I would bet there's not very much guaranteed money on that deal, if at all. It's probably pretty close to the veteran minimum, similar to what they did with Orlando Skandrick. So say Cyprian doesn't work out, it's not like they're going to be losing like $3 million. Um, Even though cap isn't really an issue right now, it's something that obviously has to be paid attention to. The Eagles don't want to just waste their money. So we haven't seen yet what the numbers are to that deal. It's still pretty early on, but um, I would imagine that there wouldn't be much uh, cap hit if they were to move on from Sipian in case if it doesn't work. Plus, coming out the ACL, there no team was going to give him a big deal anyway. So, um, it's definitely a team friendly deal. And uh, like I said, I doubt there's really any risk to it. So, if he gets cut, they're not going to lose very much money. Yeah, I agree. And um, the signs of Jonathan Cyprian and Orlando Skandrick have been coming maybe as a result of injuries in the secondary, which we'll get to after this ad. So a couple of days back, Craven LeBlanc missed time at practice, and it wasn't a football-related injury because at the beginning of practice, everybody was saying, oh, this is a healthy scratch, and then people were getting concerned that he was going to be traded because he could be the odd man out in this cornerback group. And then it came out that he was going to miss a few weeks with a foot injury, um, which is concerning. He's in a walking boot right now, um, and within a day, Orlando Skandrick uh, signed with the Eagles. But we also have a couple more lingering injuries in the secondary with Jalen Mills still being out with that foot injury back uh, last year. And Ronald Darby's still not 100% with his ACL. He's wearing a knee brace at camp. He's still participating a little bit, but he's not uh, a full go on 11 on 11s. And um, yeah, just like a lot of lingering injuries going on. This is keeping the competition high and maybe preparing for a guy like Craven LeBlanc to be out for longer than expected. Yeah, that LeBlanc situation was really odd because he uh, reports were saying that he was completely fine in the locker room after the first day of practice. And then all of a sudden, like you said, he wasn't there for the second day. Everyone thought he was getting traded. I thought he there was a chance he could have been traded for a pretty long time even prior to that. So I really thought it was going to happen. And then all of a sudden we see he's week to week with a foot injury, doesn't need surgery. But it's still kind of concerning. They hope he'll be back for week one. But it's kind of similar to what we heard with Jalen Mills last year, where it was week to week, should be back soon, all of a sudden, boom, he's out for the year, and now it's lingering into this season. So there's really no guarantees with a guy like Craven LeBlanc to come back on time and be healthy and be effective. So bringing guys like Skandrick and Cyprian is a definitely smart move for protection, but um, there will be a ton of competition in the event that Darby, Mills, and LeBlanc all come back in time because there'll be a lot of guys that are capable of making the team and really are worthy of being on an NFL roster. So there will be a ton of competition, but the Eagles are doing a good job of uh, protecting themselves from these injuries so far. Yeah, and the Eagles are signing these guys, Skandrick and Cyprian, as um, depth pieces, and they're not guaranteed to make the roster. It's not like they're bringing in guys that are all of a sudden competing for a starting job. Yeah, they might surprise and end up being a starter, but I would be shocked if Orlando Skandrick is 
starting to beat out guys like Sidney Jones and Rasul Douglas who have been shining all camp. That's not their goal with these signings. They're trying to keep their guys healthy, um, bring in another body into camp to keep um, everybody going at the same pace while Craven LeBlanc is resting up, getting healthy. If Orlando Skandrick is proving himself, maybe he makes the team. Um, you never know. It's kind of the same situation as um, Jonathan Cyprian. Secondary is getting a little depleted. I think he definitely has a better chance than Skandrick because he's definitely proven more in his career than Skandrick has. But um, it's not like these guys are coming in and getting paid big big money to give um, Avanti Maddox, Malcolm Jenkins, all these starters a run for their money because that's not the kind of player that they are now in their career. They're role players, and um, the way this roster is built, the Eagles just need depth at this point. Um, they already have a lot of depth, but they're just building their roster for a championship run. They're not trying to find extra starters because the roster is pretty much set. Um, they got to work out a couple kinks on defense to see who's starting week one, but um, people shouldn't be criticizing these signs because it's just depth and you can never have enough of it. Yeah, that's a great point. The Eagles have been very clear about what their plan is for uh, specifically the cornerback position all offseason. They really felt they needed to improve there. They could have made a move. They could have drafted DeAndre Baker in the first round. They could have traded for Chris Harris, but instead they decided to stick with what they have because they like what they have. They see potential in guys like Avante Maddox, Rasul Douglas, Craven LeBlanc. And then you have guys that are solid like um, Ronald Darby, even Jalen Mills when he comes back healthy. So there's a um, lot of guys that they like on that team. So like you said, it's not like Skandrick is going to be um, like completely overtaking all these guys starting week one. It's just they're just doing what they need to do to have camp bodies um, because you need to have quality players going against um, your starters on offense. You don't want Carson Wentz throwing against these cornerbacks that nobody knows. And it's just easy pickings all day because then when he faces real talent, he's going to struggle. And then it's going to look bad on Carson Wentz if he's doing that or if the running backs aren't being successful or whatever it is. So the Eagles are just doing what they have to do. Um, if it works out, great. But if not, oh, well, they still really like what they have. Yeah, definitely. Those are great points there. Um, I'm excited for these signings because, like I said, it's not like um, the Eagles are going to lose anything by signing these guys. They're um, If anything happens from them, if they, if they succeed, it looks good on the team. If they get cut, it's not like they're expected to start or even make the team um, in the first place. There's not a lot of pressure on them. But nonetheless, it adds extra competition to both the cornerback group and the safety group. Jonathan Cyprian might give like linebackers like LJ Fort, TJ Edwards, guys that are on the cusp of making the team a run for their money because he has that versatility. Um, but the Eagles are making great moves here. Um, it should not be criticized. I see a lot of guys on um, Twitter start to worry about what where the team is going with these signings. I saw one person, this is outrageous, um, saying, oh, are they going to trade Malcolm Jenkins now with Cyprian signing? Like that's, that just, um, I feel like every time the Eagles are making signings, everybody's looking for the worst uh, situation. We kind of saw that with Craven LeBlanc. I mean, obviously there was a lot more um, truth behind him possibly getting traded. I believed it. Logan believed it. a lot of people did uh, came out that he was getting uh, hurt with a foot injury, but um, everybody just needs to, not worry, and the secondary is going to be fantastic this year. These guys are just going to make it better. Yeah, this is it's a typical pattern with the Eagles. If somebody gets hurt, they're always sure to bring in another guy to make sure that they have what they need to be competitive on the field. Even last year, when uh, Michael Wallace got hurt, they immediately brought in Jordan Matthews, and 
I, Jordan Matthews is a fan favorite, so nobody's really upset there. But it's similar in the sense that Jordan Matthews needs to be there to help in case they need another receiver with Mike Wallace down, just like if Craven LeBlanc's injury lingers into the season. You need a guy like Orlando Scantrick who has NFL experience to um to be able to play, be on the field, and also teach guys because I think I saw a stat. Scantrick has the most NFL starts out of any of the corners on the team. So it's not like he's just some random guy coming off the street, like giving these players a run for their money. He's a even though his stats aren't great, he's still a proven player. He still knows what he's doing at cornerback, and he's still capable. So it's like you said, he's not coming in there to kick people out. He's not coming to take people's spots. He's just coming to make the team better. So there's really nothing to be frustrated about or compl- be complaining about. Um, it's just the Eagles doing what they have to do. Not every signing is going to be, oh, they're bringing in Le'Veon Bell. It's going to be moves like this that really help them win a Super Bowl in a few months because they need guys that are capable of being on the field because – as we saw last season, injuries happen. So you really have to protect yourself for that. Um, so, yeah, there's nothing to be upset about with uh, these signings. Yeah, you bring up a good point about bringing guys in that are NFL ready because last year, I think the team really learned their lesson with that because there was a ton of guys starting at cornerback that I can't remember a lot of their names now. Um, Devontae Bosby, one of them that comes to my mind. Um, I remember watching the game, a game with some of my friends and everybody was like, who is that? Who is that? And um, I, I knew his name, but I didn't know like much about him. But when you get a guy like Orlando Scandrick, bring him in. If he has to play a game, if he ends up making the roster, at least he's familiar with the system. Um, everybody knows who he is and what he's capable of. It's not like you're bringing in somebody that hasn't played a lot of football. And um, they're all of a sudden expected to shine and help the team go into the playoffs. Um, guys like Orlando Scandrick can do that. They're not going to be in a huge role because the secondary is so deep. But when you get depleted, um, it's important to have guys with experience to help you out, not just guys that you're picking off the waiver wire because uh, you need it. You know, you got to prepare rather than uh, react. Yeah. And if Skandrick makes a team, he's going to be like the fifth or sixth cornerback, just like Craven LeBlanc was going to be, say he's still injured. And if LeBlanc comes back, say a week before the regular season week before cuts and he looks good and healthy it's it's his spot to win so it's not like i we've said this a few times already but it's not like skandrick's gonna be kicking leblanc out of the door immediately i know a lot of people really like Cravon leblanc i like him as well he played great last season arguably one of the best corners on the team down the stretch but um they, they just need to do what they have to do to um stay in a good position and um yeah it's not like skandrick is going to be getting all these snaps and just because he's a former Cowboy doesn't mean he's going to be coming in and purposely ruin the Eagles' secondary or anything. He he knows what he's doing. I know people have a sour taste because of bringing in DeMarco Murray and um, Miles Austin, but it's really nothing to be that upset about. It's just the Eagles doing what they need to do to be a successful football team, which everyone wants at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, great points there. So I'm really excited to see what Jonathan Cyprian and Orlando Skandrick are bringing to the team. But um, obviously a big surprise this morning with Jonathan Cyprian and a very skilled player that the Eagles are going to get out of this and just going to make the team better and better. And uh, once we get closer to the roster cuts, we're going to see what these guys are made out of, what the um, guys that were already on the team are made out of, the the depth, um, and see who's going to make this final cut going into the week one. So I've been excited for the secondary when the season ended, and I'm still excited now. It's only going to get better, and they're looking great in training camp. So um it's only going up from now. And if they do get injured like last year, you know, they're set up for it. So it's a great move by Howie Roseman. And the team's really doing everything they can to prepare for the worst. But um, you can expect the best out of them.
the other teams doing what they need to do to be in a good position. Howie Roseman is making sure, giving more insurance that they're in a good position. So um, as the next few weeks go on, the team, even on the practice field, they'll be able to compete at a high level and do what they need to do to be ready for week one and for the weeks after that. So all in all, they're in a, um, they're in a really great position. Yeah, keep an eye out for these battles. And um, also when the preseason rolls around, you should be seeing a lot of these guys that we're discussing in the secondary come around and get these snaps that they need to prove themselves and try to make a spot on this roster. Thank you all for tuning into our discussion today. If you have any thoughts or comments, send them over to Birds Banter on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you all. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss another Birds Banter. See you next time and go Birds. Two.